Guys, welcome back to Fullcraft. I'm Matt Ralston, and as you can probably tell, because I'm essentially mouthing the intro of the sweet music that music that Latif wrote, this is another solo Matt episode, and so I'm still in Indonesia, which is still awesome, by the way. And I actually had no plans, like no plans whatsoever, to do this episode. But I watched the final season of The Good Place the other day, and I can't get it out of my head. Like, personally, I think it was a 10 out of 10. The whole show, the finale was just phenomenal. It was so, so good, guys. And thinking about it this much has really got me to start breaking it down in my mind, and I think by watching The Good Place, there's a lot of things that we can learn about our craft, whether it be writing or filmmaking, that are really, really important and can only make us better as writers and filmmakers. So I want to talk a little bit about those. Um, This is why I think you should watch The Good Place. It might be one of the best examples of subverting expectations, writing great characters that come with amazing character development, and writing an incredible story that I think I've ever seen. And... Before I get too deep into this, yes, I'm putting this bar, this show on a high bar, but I promise you it will deliver. It's, it is really, really, really good. And also, through this entire thing, I'm going to try and keep this spoiler free, which I'm pretty sure I can do, but if there's enough interest in a month or two, I might end up doing a spoiler version of it where we get more, where we dive deep into the nitty-gritty of exactly what I liked and keep it, you know, less vague, that kind of thing. Okay, so why do I like The Good Place so much? Um, I think it always asks questions that I think every screenwriter and every script should ask. You know, what the questions are, what does the story want to be, where do we see these characters going, and what's the next logical step for these characters to take? Also, real quick, before we jump into this, I just want to say that if you're ever held back or if you ever get the note from someone that says your characters aren't likable enough or write more likable characters, those thoughts and those people are wrong. They are 100% wrong, and this show is a great example of why you don't have to write likable characters. You have to write interesting and relatable characters. Again, this is a spoiler-free thing, so I can't, I'm not going to dive into specifics, but if you watch the show, I promise you'll understand what I mean. There's an Indonesian bird just outside my window. Did you guys hear that? Anyways, with that out of the way, moving on. The Good Place, it, it's really a story and a study of ethics and philosophy. The, they study actual books. It does get kind of classroomy in the show, but it stays hilarious, so you don't mind, which is a whole other great example of how to write itself. But some of the main book they study in the show is called What We Owe to Each Other. And you can tell just from the writing and that the way the seasons and the series progresses that they always keep this in the forefront of their mind while writing and it pays off in huge ways. I'm going to divert just a little bit for a quick second here and I think one of the best things that this show does is it resists temptation. Now what do I mean by that? Sometimes I think we're tempted to make something exciting happen to keep the audience interested. I just watched Aquaman, and this is a really great example of this. If the story ever feels like it's getting boring, instead of asking, what can we do with these characters to keep the audience engaged? Like, where can we take these characters? Where can we make them grow to really make 
people care about these characters. They have a conversation and they end it with an explosion that interrupts it. And like, sure, that's a way of trying to keep things interesting, but it's cheap and it's easy. And by doing that, you rob yourself of doing something truly special with character, which is the reason why people care about things. You know, explosions are cool. Michael Bay has made an entire career out of it. But if you look at the great things, the things that truly stand the test of time, media-wise, filmmaking-wise, it's all about characters, even novels, like, sure, there is outlandish sci-fi plots, stuff like that, but it's always characters that people keep coming back to. So going back to resisting temptation, what does it mean? Um, I don't mean the obvious like devil on your shoulder, explosion-y kind of temptation that the show, can, that the good place can sometimes imply. <coughs> I mean that very often in the show, the plot takes them to a place where they could totally jump off the deep end. And, or have an explosion that takes it into batshit crazy territory, but they never do. As crazy as some of the things that happen in the show are, they're very carefully done, and they're always character-driven, and always with the main themes in mind. So by doing this, it makes the whole story end up feeling very cohesive, and it keeps it moving forward even when the story takes huge left turns. So I'm not saying it goes forward in a fashion where you say, here's what I think is going to happen, and it gets there, and you're like, yep, well, that was good. There's huge left turns in this show, big twists and whatnot, but through all of these, they always have the main themes and the main characters in mind and growing those themes and characters. So basically by resisting the urge to be crazy, it allows them to still be crazy and honestly maybe even crazier while staying true to itself and ends up being endlessly more engaging than they ever could be if they just done something to spice it up like an Aquaman explosion. So by keeping those characters and those themes in mind, they make better media. And again, spoiler free review. <coughs> so I can't get too into it, but promise you, you watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And when they do these things, it always lands. Because they're so based in the characters they have and the themes they have, it, they don't betray themselves. So I want to compare this to something else real quick. The show How I Met Your Mother, love it or hate it, it's similar to The Good Place in ways. They're both comedy sitcoms. I think they were even on the same network, uh, NBC. How I Met Your Mother is also, it's another sitcom that also has themes and humor. It's presented in a way, you know, plot and story devices aside, that's kind of similar to The Good Place. And I think How I Met Your Mother actually did the opposite of The Good Place. Towards the end, they would very often pull like an Aquaman explosion, but without the explosion. So let me explain that. Often towards the later seasons of How I Met Your Mother, it really feels like the writers got into writing room to assemble their season, and they said, okay, well, we have another season, which is, side note, another reason why The Good Place is so good. It ended when it should have. It didn't keep dragging out. So the writers said, okay, we have another season. How can we keep this interesting? I know. What if Robin and Barney dated again? And I swear to God, when someone pitched that in the room, there must have been a guy in the corner just being like, uh, they wouldn't do that again, would they? And the showrunner just totally ignored that person and said, perfect, Robin and Barney, 
dating again, and that's what they would do for the season. But I remember earlier in the show, it feels like they asked those fundamental questions of what do our characters want? What are they telling us? Because you can listen to your characters in those ways. And what's the most interesting thing we can do that's driven by character to influence who these character are, characters are and how they could change while keeping with our themes? And that's a huge reason why the first few seasons of the show are way way better than the later seasons. These questions of character, theme, and the natural expansion of these two things are what bring more engaging media, and it shows. And fast forward to the end of How I Met Your Mother. Um, How I Met Your Mother is not a show. I'm not going to not gonna <laughs> hold it up like The Good Place. I don't think you should watch every season of How I Met Your Mother. A quick Wikipedia will do. Watch an episode or two if you want. And realistically, you don't even need to. I think this explanation will stay on its own but the ending of high my mother was questionable at best uh personally i think the reason is that the writers always knew what the ending would be and before i go into this i'm not trying to shit on knowing what the ending would be i've never written anything without knowing what the end is before i start writing it and i think it's something that you absolutely should know before you start writing it because it will inform your story in such a huge way but you always have to ask yourself, as you're writing or going through rewrites or going through seasons, when you're refining a story and making it what it is, after everything that's happened to our story, to our characters, to our themes, is this initial ending you had in mind the right thing to happen to our characters? So famously, How I Met Your Mother, it, they filmed the ending of the show, which went on for like 10 seasons or whatever, at season two, because the framing device of How I Met Your Mother is a dad telling his kids how he met their mother, and the beginning of every episode starts with these two kids, and obviously these kids are going to age, so they had to come up with an ending, and they filmed it. Season two went on like eight more years, and they used that same ending. But I think by sticking to their original ending that they made and filmed in season two, it definitely wasn't the right ending for the characters based off what had happened. And that's why so many people hated the ending. So much stuff had happened in between season two when they had written this ending and season nine or ten when they actually ended it that it made that ending irrelevant because the characters grew in different ways. So much stuff happened that when they executed that ending, it fell flat. And I think if you go back and watch that show with that initial ending in mind, if they had done that after season three or four, honestly, it probably would have been really well. I think it would have fit, but since so much had happened to the characters, so much growth, and they went in very different directions that they tried to execute this original ending, it just didn't work. And I am on the... Well, I don't want to say bandwick, and I'm just of the belief that the ending of How I Met Your Mother did not work for that reason. With The Good Place, going back to The Good Place, I can imagine that they have four seasons through season one to three. They have these ideas of here's how it's going to end, <coughs> and then by the end of season three, I'm sure they said, you know, some of these ideas aren't really relevant anymore anymore. Our characters have gone in these directions, their theme has brought us to this place, and in writing that final season, they had sat down and said, okay, what's right for the show now? And I actually know that for a fact because I saw Michael Schur, the creator, at a uh, at an event at VIF Vancouver International Film Festival when he was heading into season three, and he was talking about an ending, and he was saying, I haven't started to devise an ending for this yet, but I know when it happens, I'll have to 
take into account everything that's happened. And that's exactly what he did after season three, because they ended on season four, and they blew it out of the water. They kept everything relevant to character, relevant to theme, and they've kept in mind everything that's happened in the show. And I think with that, that's a reason why, in my opinion, The Good Place, and we got one of the greatest endings of all time. The ending for The Good Place is perfect for what that show wanted to be. The Good Place is a really good way of subverting audience expectations. I think this show played excellently against audience expectations. And this is where it's going to get a little bit trickier for me to talk spoiler-free, but I'm going to do my absolute best. So there is a lot that happens in The Good Place. It is very serialized. It's not a show where you can just watch episode 30 and get it. Like You need to watch from episode 1, and you got to go all the way through. Which is, you know, it's just the way they want to tell a story, and it works really well. With so many... So much character progression, and so many twists and turns, and so much forward momentum. With this final season, I know a lot of people were constantly guessing what was going to happen at the end. My wife and I did it too. We were always saying, oh, I think this is going to happen, or that's going to happen. With And with every bit of new information that we were giving, we would adjust our predictions based off that. It was constant. And that's just a... I think if you get to a point like that where you have fans that are in it to that degree, it's just such a good... It's how you know you've made a really great show when your fans are that into it, and they just keep guessing, and they want more and more. So they did a fantastic job in that way, but without giving anything away. I think they did a fantastic job with those expectations strictly by asking the story what it wanted to be and keeping their themes and characters first. It took us to new and exciting places that I'm pretty positive no one saw coming. It was refreshing because it happens so little in a show like this to follow what it wants to be, which leads us to a storytelling that we haven't seen before, and it gave us a payoff that was truly satisfying. It knew what it wanted to be, and the writer listened to that. And I've done a bit of research on this, <laughs> reading tons of fan theories, only after I'd seen the last episode, and I can tell you, no one saw what was coming happening, <clears throat> but... What happened was very true to the story to a point where it's just massively critically acclaimed. And, and I'm really biting my tongue here, but just trust me, you've got to watch this show. It's, it's so good. It will make your writing better. And I think it will honestly shape the way you look at writing and storytelling. It is that good. And not to mention, through all of this, the show consistently stays hilarious. Everything that I've just talked about is all dramatic, but I haven't even mentioned comedy. This show is first and foremost a comedy. It is hilarious front to back, and it never loses that while losing its dramatic intention, while losing where its character should be and its themes. It keeps everything on point, which is a really hard thing to do, and you know, they have crazy talented people at the helm and helping and whatnot, but it's just really refreshing to see a story executed in that way that I'm sure will influence everything you do. Uh, also, just piggybacking off of that, it is a fantastic example of how to multitask humor, emotion, and theme. It's seriously, okay. With all this, I'm going to wrap it up here. I know it's a shorter episode, but I'm, I don't want to spoil anything. With all this, you got to watch The Good Place. Not only watch it, but study it. The show asks a fundamental question. 
And that question which I mentioned earlier is what do we owe to each other? Since this is spoiler free, I can't answer that, but let me answer something else. What do you owe to yourself? What do you owe to your writing and filmmaking craft? Watching The Good Place. You owe it to yourself to watch this phenomenal piece of media. It will make you better at what you do. I promise. This episode has been brought to you by Acast. I forgot to shout out to the sponsor last episode, but Acast, aka Podcast Daddy, thank you for having us. And yeah, let me know what you guys think of this episode. I would love to do a spoiler version of this, so if you're into it, I don't want to spoil it for people, so at least wait a couple of months, but please let me know what you think of it, and of The Good Place as a whole. Watch it. I know you will not regret it. Watch The Good Place. Bye!